What is up, YouTube? <laughs> We're back. What's up, YouTube? <laughs> We're back today. What is up, everybody? We're back. Qualified dropouts. Episode a lot. 300. Uh, whatever episode it is. But today, we should probably actually care about what episode it is. So because people will come into the podcast and they're going to be like, wow, these guys are just so lazy because they don't even care. Nah, bro. They know they know this podcast is the best fucking podcast on the internet. So, so they're not gonna care. Yeah, but it's, thir- it's thir- thirty something. Do you have a top? I mean, I have my top. I know we're talking about this one, but um, what? Wait, what was your topic? I'll tell you right now. Do you have a topic at all, or no? I kind of wanted to talk about something. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll do yours and well, my no, topic. Well, I, I want. I want to make sure it's not. So today, well, those are the two topics we're thinking of. How to actually find a niche. Okay. For that, your business. Okay, what was the other one? That was I was just, yeah, it's about you. Oh. Mine was I wanted to talk about the the path of success because, man, people think it's quick. And we've, we've kind of hit the mark where it's like, oh, yeah, it's really not going to be quick. Yeah, we can definitely – I think we can definitely talk about that, especially after, yeah. like, how to find your niche because yeah. we can talk about, like, how to find your niche and then, like, expect how, this to yeah. not be as quick as you think it is. Um but yeah, so yeah, let's do a proper, we're going to talk about how to actually find your niche um, today, and then we'll talk about Asher's topic, and you know, I think you hear this word a lot, like find a niche, find a niche, find a niche, mm-hmm. but no one really talks about like how to find your niche, Yeah. like everyone just says, like, they're just like pick one, pick a niche, that's and all it's it is, like, pick one, okay, I, I think that's really, really good to understand, but I think in order for people to really, really understand how important it is, you have to tell them exactly how to find it and why it's important too. The reason why it's important is because if it's a niche that you truly support, you are going to sell that thing to the end of time. Yeah, Like exactly. that's because you look forward to it. And that's how you find passion in something and keep a business alive even whenever you feel like you, you want it to be done. And so in the beginning, shoot, this is from personal experience. In the beginning, I didn't, I really, honestly, I didn't really find my niche until the end of, like, literally till this month, well, the beginning of this year, maybe, like, in December, I was starting to figure it out. Because yeah, dude. I was starting to, I was starting we to both kind of both at that realization, we didn't truly find, we knew how to sell something, but we didn't know how to sell our something. Yeah, and it's like, we knew how to just, like, sell something very generic, and you can only go so far with that. I don't think yeah. people realize that. They think, oh, I make a clothing brand, looks cool, I'm going to sell a million dollars worth. Yeah. That's not like, it. man. You have to have something, there has to be a niche behind it, there has to be something behind it that just gives it so much, like, I don't know, power, I guess. Um, but, you know, all of last year, I wasn't really selling anything that was niche-oriented. I was like, yeah, I'll help you lose weight. Like, no one, I realize, no one cares to lose weight. Yeah. They really don't. They don't. Like, you, they hear all the time, you can go and Google how to lose weight. That's not the goal of, yeah. like, I don't know. It's just not it. So, end of last year, I was reading a good book by Russell Brunson, um, and he really, he asked, he had me do some, like, activities to really figure out, like, what my niche is going to be. Um, and I had to write out my character. Oh my, it's, like, my profile. And so, I had to talk about... Um, I had to write out myself, my weaknesses, my strong points, a bunch of things. Um, it was kind of crazy, but I really uh, he he asked some crazy questions, and it was it was like I don't know, eye opening. Because I'm like, holy crap! I sat down every morning and I was writing, and now it's all in my notebook now. Um, and I just um, 
Yeah, just had to write out everything about my business, my flaws, myself, my character traits, and then I had to identify my ideal client and exactly who that person is and what they want to do and everything like that. And that was, I knew I had a problem with business when they asked me that. I'm like, holy crap, I don't even know who my yeah. ideal client is. I'm like, well, I've coached this person. I'm like, I really didn't know at all. I had no idea what my ideal client was. Mm. Um, and when I sat down and realized, that, I was like, holy shit, that's exactly why I'm having really great months and really bad months. Yep. There is no like story or message. Um, and I think you picked up on it quicker. Like you, I think you came across like your message like sooner and what you were just, um, like, dude, like if you like, go back on my content and like, look at the last two years, bro, some days I'll post about this. Some days I'll post about that. And now like, it's really specific on like truly just bettering yourselves in all area. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, dude, I didn't know that was going to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, I knew that's what I wanted it to be, but I didn't really know how mm -hmm. to do it. And I mean, it takes time to let's, to do that. Yeah, and let's give them the meat, the how to find your niche. Yeah. And this is the only way I think you can find your niche to actually be able to Yeah, like really get like drive your business to success. And this is how I had to figure it out. It has to be about you and your story. It has to relate to you. It has to be something you did, something that you overcame, anything. It has we'll to relate to you. Before you continue, we'll kind of talk about like how we figured out like our story and how it relates mm -hmm. to our business in a sec, yeah. but go ahead. Yeah. So it just has to be about you and your story because if it's not about you and it's not about your story and what you've done, you have no way to, to relay that message or even be able to feel for them or like actually understand what position they're in. So if it's service-based, it has to be about you and your story. You have to sell that because you have to have experience in it. And that's why experiences through suffering and failures is super important because yep. you can then sell that later on. Yep. And I wish I knew that Damn, earlier. Click and that I, shit. I, <laughs> I literally like just figured that out this year. Like I'm not like, I was like, holy shit. All, like I, everyone is so scared to fail, but the failures is what you're going to be selling if yeah. you're doing a service based mm -hmm. because you failing is the whole, that's what everyone else is doing. They're yeah. failing. So when you overcome it, that doesn't be the biggest thing you could sell. Yeah, so you teach people how to not fail. Yeah. It's awesome. No, for real. For real. So yeah, we can definitely dive into each of our niches. Wait, were you, is that it? That was it. I mean, do you okay. have anything to add to that? No, not I mean, I was going to say the exact same thing. Like a lot of people are like, I don't know my niche. I don't know what to like start posting about. And this isn't even like social media in general. This is majority of like service based type. Of, well, and product. I, product yeah, based. yeah, I guess product based too. Now, if you sell like, if you drop ship like fucking lip gloss or some shit, then like yeah, that's maybe different. that's a little bit different. But for the but most you part, you incorporate because if yeah. it's something you know, you have to put a story behind it, like a mm -hmm. mission and a vision statement. That's why some of the drop shippers, they just know how to, that's where marketing comes into play. You can find a weakness on people and then uh, sell something crazy. Um, I forgot, I think it was in, I think it was in Russell Brunson's book. Uh, or maybe it was Atomic Habits, but um, talked about this person who's doing like mascara, some type of like makeup thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she like launched this product. It just wasn't doing well. And she, the whole purpose of the product was to help people who struggled with, uh, I want to say it was like, was it confidence or something? No, it was like PCO. It was like some disease or something. Oh, really? Like that. Yeah. It was like something like a pregnancy or something. It was just something. It was a disease that women can get. I totally wow. forgot it. Um, and it was supposed to help them 
with what is going yeah. on with their skin or whatever. Yeah. Um, but they didn't market it like that. Mm. She, like the girl went through and that's why she created this product. They said, mm. Hey, it's this great, you know, makeup. And then he's like, dude, just like your, your niche is your story. Like you should just, you should focus on your story and just refer to those people. Now that's a multi-million dollar mm. business because that's everybody powerful. that has that same story or deals with that same thing is going to be like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to buy this product because it mm. relates to me. And that person went through it. I'm going to buy it. Cause it, I know it can mm. cure my issue. Yeah. Um, I forgot what it was, man. I wish I knew more about it. But basically, though. yeah, it was more of the stories. She wasn't at first marketing the whole purpose of the product and who was actually buying it and why she made it. She was just marketing it was a product and like trying to be with everybody else. And then when she finally was like, no, this is the whole reason. And she cut off everybody else that could mm. get it basically and said, I'm going to focus on these types of people. She's not like a multi-million dollar business. And it's mm. hard to overcome cutting off everybody else you're like well what if like it's a scarcity thing like well, what if no one has this issue yeah but i'm coming to realize if you have the issue or you failed or there is a need for or like if, if you, you have, have failed, experienced it yeah everyone else has experienced it that's yeah. it yeah so you want me to start yeah go ahead so with with my company so like how it all started was when i was younger i was a pretty degenerate kid like i would smoke all the time drink all the time you know, not really pay attention in school. Um, I got expelled from school. Should I got put into a whole different high school? Like, I just wasn't really a good kid. Um, so it wasn't until I turned, like, 20 or tw I think it was maybe 21 or maybe 20 when I, like, actually started to, like, turn around. But the thing is, is not only was it fitness because I was still training – during I started training at 16, but I was doing terrible shit with training. So then once I hit like 20 or whatever it was, that's when I started to really incorporate like other stuff in my life, like starting to learn about money, started to learn about, you know, God and started to learn about um, just like how to build proper relationships, how to like let people out of your life, how to get better people in your life and stuff like that. So when it came to my message, it was more of like, okay, I need to go through a couple of years of me actually doing this. And I didn't really know what I was doing when I started saying no to everyone, but it was really about just working on myself, improving myself and all those areas that I talk about every single video. And now it's so much easier for me to market that because, and I, I, I say this in every single Instagram live and TikTok live and stuff like that. My videos that I put on the internet YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever, even tweets, I'm literally talking to my 16-year-old self. Like, literally, it's Dear Asher from 16 years old, bam. And that that's what my content is. And the thing is, when you have a story like that and you're attached to that, not only does it make content a lot easier for you to make, but you know you have struggled with it, so you know there are other people in the world struggling with it. So that goes with, like, you know, a lot of my followers don't want to go to college, dude. Mm -hmm. No one else really talks about that, you know, and that was one thing I had to go through. I'm like, dude, I don't want to go to college, but like, I want to show people that you don't really need college. And a lot of these multi multi millionaires are saying you don't need college, just do this, sell this, blah, blah, whatever. But there's so there's a lot more than that than just get rich, get rich, get rich. Because one, I'm not rich, so I can't say that. And also, like, there is a lot more opportunity out there than just school and college. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's very easy for me to talk to these, you know, younger, younger adults and younger kids who don't want to go to school because 
you know, I just dropped out two years ago, so it's easy for me to relate to these people and say, well, you need to do this, this, this first. Your parents aren't going to support you, and it's going to suck. So if you're ready for that, go for it. If you're not, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. But you can go ahead with yours. But that's a little bit yeah. of a backstory about no, how I figured out my, my niche. Yeah. No, that's really cool. And I think I mean, we'll dive into the how fast success. Is, yeah. That's a cool topic. But for me, um, you know, I kind of followed, like, I was – was go to school. I was going to go to nursing school, everything like that. Um, but mine is more tied into the journey itself as well as, I guess you could say like staying motivated and disciplined inside of the gym and overcoming something you never thought you could overcome. Um, and I kind of just realized this with, you know, I've just really been thinking because of the book, but I basically, I did two bodybuilding shows working at Chick-fil-A. Um, and prior to that, you know, I never thought I'd be able to do a bodybuilding show. I was always like, I felt like I didn't have enough muscle mass. Uh, I felt like I was never consistent enough with my diet. I, you know, didn't really care about food. I would, I made excuses as to why I wasn't, you know, staying very, very diligent on it. And then, um, obviously then I was like scared to talk about it. Like to say, I was like so unconfident. I'm like, oh, I didn't want to tell people that I wanted to do a bodybuilding show because they think it's like conceited or it's like, oh, that's, why would you do that? That's so whatever. And, um, I eventually was just like, okay, I'm going to like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to commit to a bodybuilding show while working at a fast food restaurant. I'm gonna have to figure out how to like how to work at a fast food restaurant and overcome that challenge. Because if you say you're too busy or you're, you're whatever is going on in your life, you can't do something. Then even if your life becomes perfect, if it happens to go back to where it was prior, you're still going to fall off in the future. So either you suck it up and you learn how to overcome what's challenging you right now and you do it. And that's what I did. I was like, fuck it. Like I have to work full time. I have to do a bodybuilding show, work out six days a week, hour of cardio every day. And I had to eat fast food. I'm like, I'm about to find a way to do this. And I found a way I did two bodybuilding shows. I placed in one of them. Um, and I tracked my whole progress and the whole message of my story is doing something so uncomfortable that you never thought you could do because once you achieve it, your pain tolerance of what you can handle has expanded so much that when you go back to your normal little life, when you don't have all that stress for doing something, you're going to realize how easy life is. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, well, I could take on that. I could take on that. I could take on that. I can take on that. And that's, I mean, one thing we did last year was like, we just implemented every stressor we could. We're like, oh my gosh. Like, we, would, we would jokingly say, would this make us work harder because we're more stressed? Yes. Okay, let's do it. So now I feel like going into this year, and I feel it, that we've actually kind of unloaded a bunch of those stress and, yeah. like, a lot of tasks that we didn't need and we learned a lot. So going into this year, I think we're able to run more efficiently with less costs. Yeah. I think so. Um, and we're, like, more confident in our ability to grow a business. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, but we had to go, so we had to suffer all last year, honestly. I had to, like, we were just yeah. grinding and grinding, trying everything. Um, but that's the moral of mine is to do something so uncomfortable you never thought you could ever do. Do it, and once you accomplish it, you'll be able to achieve anything else in life. Everything becomes so easy because I tell you what, working at a fast food restaurant, doing a bodybuilding show, damn near was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I played sports growing up, competed competitively. I played nationals. Like I did a bunch of stuff doing that shit. I mean, I would wake up crying sometimes. I would literally cry on the way to work. Like I was the director of the kitchen. I would literally drive. I'd, 
as soon as I started pulling the parking lot, I would be crying because I did not want to go in into the kitchen. I did not want to work. I was so miserable. And I like had to do my work. I already did my workout or my cardio that morning, but then I had barely any food. I had to work a 12 hour shift and then I had to go back to the gym and weight lift and then eat my food, go to bed and repeat that same shit. And I did it for 20 weeks, half a year. Yeah. <laughs> and I do, I was like, yeah, there's days I literally would start bawling. And I'm like, I look at the time, I have like 10 minutes left. So I'm like, all right. And then I'd like wipe off my tears and I walk up like, hey, what's up, everybody? And I would just have to like fake a smile and yeah. try my best. And that shit was the hardest thing I've ever done. But when I did it, oh my God, I got, when I finished the show, dude, I didn't even, I got back home and I was like grinding right away. But I was like, this shit is so easy. I'm yeah. eating food. I feel great. I don't work at my job anymore. I quit my job and I said, fuck that. I'm not going to, I'm going to just focus on my business because I had so much momentum. Like I had mm -hmm. so much like, yeah, I knew if I put that same amount of effort I did in that, I would achieve anything I wanted. And I have, like I've, I'm living my dream right now, literally living my dream and doing things that I never thought was possible. And it's kind of like, it is kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. um, but that's kind of my purpose. Like my, my, my people I want to coach and help and my niche is getting people from beginner to doing something they've never thought they could ever, ever accomplish in their life, whether it be a hike in the mountains or, you know, a triathlon, a swimming event, a, you know, a biking event, a bodybuilding show, whatever it is. But turning these average and ordinary people to an athlete they never thought they could. So when they go back to their normal life, like maintaining a healthy life and enjoying life is so easy. So that's yeah. mine. I know it's nice. long, but that was mine. Yeah. That's good, dude. Yeah, because that, that's a popular question we get is, I want to start selling something. I don't know my niche and this and that. Um, and how I found it was my story. Yeah. And I didn't find it until the end of this year because I was, I was like, holy shit. I'm like, now it's easy to make content or now it's like easy to just talk to people. I go on live. It's like easy because I'm like, like, this is what I did. Yeah. Like this is, what, and this is like going to work for you. Dudes, like this is yeah. going to change your life. Same and, with me, bro. And pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Like it's boosted my coaching applications. Yeah. Like it's boosted like, my sales and like I'm already like I'm starting this month off like on a good note and I really really it's it's crazy like how fast when you when you're so confident in something um because it's going to change your life and so yeah no it's crazy like once you find it you can really change it because but it's because it's from you like you you've experienced it so mm -hmm. that's like the biggest thing is like you gotta it's all about you that's it yeah something we talk about a lot is going through hardships in life it is very important to do that not only for yourself, but also you can help other people out with it as well. But yeah. let's I think I think last year was like our hardest, but our best year yet too. Yeah, dude, twenty twenty two sucked. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I don't. It I sucked, mean, man. It sucks for sure. Um, it well, it, it sucked in a it, it well in a good way too. It, yeah, I it, mean, we learned a lot. Yeah, but. I mean, for me, I didn't know my niche until, honestly, the end of December. So I picked up that damn book that I should have, like, I, I'm so yeah, happy I don't. Yeah, I don't know when I truly, probably, like, three or four months ago. Yeah. Yeah, because you, maybe. You, yeah. That's when I, like, truly, well, when I started YouTube, that's, that's well, when That's when I, it changed, yeah. Yeah, that's when it changed, when I started YouTube. So it may have been four months ago now. Um, but look how much growth you saw when you actually, like, experienced and, Dude, everything like blew up. Yeah. No, you're you're freaking crushing on social media. Yeah. Like you're at eighty something K on IG. You have ten K plus subscribers on uh YouTube, which is that's a crazy amount. Mm -hmm. Like that's insane. 
Um, you get like at least a thousand views per video, and that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's what happens too when you really niche down and actually talk about and your story. And people really appreciate that too. A lot of people are like, "Oh, dude, no one cares like about your story and this and that." But that's bullshit, dude. I'll be honest, homie. Like the people that say that no one cares about your story, that's because they think they can do life alone, and that's just simply not the because case. Because the things that have actually kept me going and doing what I'm doing is hearing other entrepreneurs' stories, yep. saying that they're they couldn't afford bills, yep. they couldn't um, do, so they tried all this other shit, they got scammed, their business partners took money from them, like all these little things that put them all the way back to zero was like. It, that's what keeps, I'm like, damn, I, yeah. I needed that story. If I didn't have that story yep. or realize that I'm not alone, I would have given up by now. Yep. And the people who say they don't need a story, they're not making, they're, they don't have anything. Yeah. And if they do, they might be one of the few that does because they're just probably a scumbag. But I would never want to be friends with them yeah. because if they think they did it alone, it's like, okay, who, like, I don't care. Like, you're not, yeah. you don't bring any value to the world. You don't do anything. So, like, no one cares about you. Um, yeah, it's true. So, yeah. like, when have you ever talked to, like, a rich person who was full of himself and, like, had, but had a lot of money? Like, did you actually care to have a conversation with them or, like, even get to know him? Probably not. You called him scumbag, right? Because mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, he's, yeah, he has all this money, but he's a dick. Yeah. I don't want to have a bunch of money and be a dick. I want to have a bunch of money and have a big impact. Yeah. Tristan Tate says it all the time, bro. He's like, money's an amplifier. If you get rich and you've always been a dick your whole life, you're just going to be more of a dick. But if you're a really great person, respectful person – then when you have more money, you're just going to be more respectful and you're going to be more giving. I believe it. I believe it. But I think we could definitely dive into, like, success and how fast it takes. Um, Slow it takes. Or, yeah, slow it takes. Yeah. Um, And kind of what we learned and how it relates to us because last year, yeah, we went into last year for, we we thought we were going to be high rolling by the end of the year. Yeah. Let's dive into it. So, I wanted to start off by saying the reason why I want to cover this is because a very popular DM I get is, I want to make X amount of money in X amount of months, how do I do so? Or, I want to, you know, get the girl of my dreams in six months, but I don't, I don't know how. Or, I want to get abs in five months, but I don't know an ab routine. And the thing is, there's always timelines on it. It's always very quick. And I don't think people really understand how slow the path and the journey is because we now live in a society where everything is very quick. Yeah, because you see, you see other, so many other people's mm-hmm. like stories quickly, but you also don't even know their full story. You just yeah. see their success. So you're like, oh, wow, they just blew up this year because I just found them this year. That's yeah. not true. They've yeah. probably been posting for however yeah. many years. And they, shoot, I mean, Alex Eubank, like, Dude, no one, no one knew who Alex Eubank was before 2022. You know what's even cra- We even talk about Young LA. They've been out since yeah. 2014. Young LA's been out since 2014. I bought some of their and first they joggers. And they blow up until two years ago. Yeah. Like, actually blow up. Yeah. So that was, what, six years of just maybe making, yeah. like, May- just enough? Maybe making a little bit of profit and then... Like, he could do it full-time, but it wasn't like he was, like, you know, buying new cars or, like, yeah. able to just go out to eat every night. Like, he was... Probably grinding for six years. Yeah. So, 
And people think Young LA came out of nowhere and just blew up. Yeah. And I'm like, it's like, no, 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 no. no. He's no, no, been no. around for a while. He's been around for a very long time. And funny enough, they started on Amazon. They didn't even have a website. They started on Amazon. That's how wow. they sell their products. Wow. Yeah, because I remember when I bought their first joggers, it was Young LA joggers because I typed in workout sweatpants. And there were these white sweatpants with the cuffs like these. Yeah. Uh, snoring a little bit. Um, anyways, yeah, I was on Amazon and I was like, Young LA, that's a that's a pretty cool name. And I typed in youngla.com and nothing showed up. Hmm. So they could only sell their products on Amazon because they didn't get any reach with their website yet. They didn't even have it open. So they had to sell their products on Amazon. And you know, Amazon takes a fat portion of that. Yeah. Maybe not a fat, but a pretty good yeah. portion because you got to. You know, that puts in the search engine about, like, mm-hmm. workout sweatpants, stuff like that. They probably had to pay because it was, like, one of the top. Um, it was, like, on the top of the page. So, yeah. it's, like, you got to pay for that, too. You got to pay for that spot. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, shit, man. It's crazy. Because <laughs> we were talking to Stan about it last night and uh, Dangler. And, shit, I mean, dude, we can even talk about CG. His first yeah. gym he came out with in 2014, or was it 16? I don't know. I it, think it was 2013. It, 2013? Yeah, I'm pretty It was like, like Christian Guzman Fitness. Yeah. It was shit. Yeah. It was crazy. so shit. And it's now crazy. and now he has one of the biggest gyms in the world. And I think people tie time like don't I, I don't know why people do that either. Is they tie a time frame to a goal. Because yeah. that's not the that's when have you ever said I'm gonna set out for this amount of money or this and you tied a time frame. I'm going to do it in four months or like, this is the path to get me there in four months. Exactly. You don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I don't know. It just, I, I, I can't even explain it right, but it just makes no sense to do that. How do I make $10,000 a month in third 90 days? Do you realize if you knew that formula exactly or like knew how to do it, like step-by-step step, and you were guaranteed that in 90 days, everyone would be making $10,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Like that's not, that's not how it works. It's what you should be asking yourself is what habits do I need to create or what tasks do I need to do every single day to eventually get $10,000 every single month. Yeah. That's when you know you're doing it right. It's going it might happen in a month. It might happen in a year. Yeah. Who knows? But I, I don't know. And there are, there are success stories, guys. Like there are like, yeah. oh, he fucking blew up overnight. Yeah, of course. But the thing is, is that's like. That's so fucking rare. And the thing is... They didn't go into it saying, I'm going to blow up in a month. Like, I have the formula. Yeah. They did. They they followed the same formula as everybody else. Yeah. And they happened to be at the right place at the right time. And there you go. And that's just just life, bro. Some people get it easier than others. But I wouldn't even say they get it easier. Because I I still think that uh, even with a fast blow up, even with, like, money and everything... They still don't have like maybe the knowledge or the yeah. time to actually understand, you know, how to handle all of that growth. Because sure, we can even talk about when we first started coaching. We I blew up very quickly with my coaching. I was able mm-hmm. to make more than I used to make and like yeah. I was shocked. I was like, Holy shit, I'm gonna be making two hundred K plus a year easy. Yeah. And that's not the case. I didn't know how to handle that growth. Mm-hmm. So obviously it showed. It showed a lot yeah um and i think that's like the biggest thing that's why last year was like the biggest upside as well as the the hardest year too is because you know it was a, it was a lot to learn to grow a business properly 
um, and have that. And so it's like success doesn't happen overnight at all. Never will. Um, some people get lucky, sure, if you want to call it luck. I don't really think I call it luck. They just applied the formula, and, and some people like them or not. Um, they maybe did it better than other people, too. That's a big thing. I think a lot of people think that they're doing it right, but in all reality, they just aren't. They're putting half-assed effort into it, and they're not unique, and they also aren't confident, and they aren't you know, actually trying to be different. They just say they are. Yeah. So. Yeah, and shoot. Yeah, the amount of times I've heard, oh, my content's so good, or, oh, my product's so good, and it's like... The algorithm. Nah, 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 nah. Your product sucks. That's why no one buys it. It's really that simple. Yeah. And the harsh... Like, the thing is, is, like, the world gives back to how much value you provide to the world. Like, that is... God Very gives accurate. back so much to the amount of value you provide to other people. Like, if you provide something very, very valuable, God's going to give you absolutely everything. 100%. So, if your product isn't selling... It's because it's not good. It's because it sucks ass. It's yeah. that simple. And it's okay. Me and Ian's products, it still sucks ass. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not the best of the best. Do we say it's the best of the best? Fuck yeah, we do. <laughs> but... That's true. Shit, I mean... I am a, a lot more confident in my product now. Like, yeah. very, like I, I now think I'm, like... My coaching is be very, very unique compared to I think it's be better than every other coaching because every other coach sells the same shit. I think mine's different because I'm not just selling you how to lose fat and look good and confident. Fuck that. I'm selling you a whole lifestyle change and you're gonna do something you never thought you could ever do in your life and you're gonna do it and you're gonna just feel like you're Superman. Mm -hmm. But continue. Sorry, I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Um I don't know, I, I kinda lost my train of thought, but but it yeah. sucks ass. It sucks ass. Oh yeah, and the thing is, is you also need to kind of go into it knowing you are going to suck ass. <laughs> that relieves a lot of stress. That's it does. That's how we start a lot of because I'm like, I mean, that, well, the thing is, I would actually when I did go into coaching, I didn't go in with that mindset. I really didn't. Now with everything I do, my clothing, if I run ads with my website. Mm -hmm. Everything I do now, I'm like, you know, this kind of sucks ass, but that's okay because in a month or two months down the road, it's going to suck a little bit less of ass. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. That's kind of the whole point is you need mm -hmm. to go in with the expectations of knowing, okay, yeah, I'm going to be dog shit. That's fine. Yeah. How do I get less dog shit? I mean, think about a video game you started playing when you were younger. And you suck. When you started quick scoping on Call of Duty... You probably fucking suck. <laughs> you couldn't black scope. You couldn't trick shot. You couldn't do any of that shit. I don't shit. know any of that shit. But. So the thing is, as you keep on practicing and getting better and better and better, you start to suck less ass. And that's the same thing with business. And you have like you, you have to do that. Yeah. There is no skipping around it. There's no cheating the system. Everything is going to suck ass in the beginning. Because in a year from now, everything's going to be 10 times better. You're going to find new ways to make it better. The hardest thing is doing that first step and just doing it. Post it. If you know the ad sucks, but you can't think of a better way to create it, yeah. fuck it, just post it. Yeah. And then when you post it and you spend money on it, you're like, well, damn, I should have done this. And then what you're going to do is cancel yeah. it and change it, and you're going to do it again. And then Boom. you may have gotten a lead, though, because even though something may suck ass, you could still get that one person. And then when you start getting people to start buying, you start getting reviews, and you start getting, getting feedback. 
But if you try to keep giving feedback to yourself, you have no idea what people even want because you're not mm-hmm. you're selling to. Yep. So you just all you do is you keep getting feedback and you make it better and better and better and better and better and better and, better and that's it. And then eventually you're the best. Like that's yep. People and are so scared to suck in the beginning. They think they have to be perfect. And I'm like, no. Like you just just do it. Stop yeah. talking about it. just. Just do the damn thing, and then you're going to learn along the way. And, I mean, that was my mindset. The beginning. Like, mm-hmm. I thought everything had to be perfect, and I thought everything had to uh, work. I think for me what flipped, though, was I was tired of working at Chick-fil-A. I was like, fuck it. If I can make some money and not work at Chick-fil-A, I don't care how shitty my thing is. I'm going to get better anyways, and I'm going to grind my ass off. Mm-hmm. Start making money. I'm like, okay, I got to make it better and better. And yeah. I know going into this year, my programs would be fucking 100x than the beginning of my program i i feel bad mm-hmm. <laughs> well yeah. i'm like damn i really wish all the clients we I say did that coach, a lot too i'm like i really wish all the clients i did coach got this experience now mm-hmm. um doesn't mean they can't come back in the future and experience yeah. it um but i really yeah like i really wish they would experience this um but it's okay now i have other people i can impact and i think people are scared to suck in the beginning and feel like they're never gonna get customers again yeah, there are so many people in this world. Mm-hmm. I think that's why living in a city is like super nice because you can just walk into the store, dude, and be like, "Have I ever crazy. seen these people yeah. ever in my life? Do they even know who I am? If they don't know who I am, I could sell to them." Yeah. Now, if everybody knows who you are, and they all say you suck and they want to buy from you, everyone in the world, then yeah, you can't make any money. But do you realize how many people you don't even know? Yeah. You yeah. could walk in the city. It is so, and just drive around and be like, "Man, I." And just drive around the city and be like, man, I really, like, to be a millionaire, they say you need, like, a thousand people. Mm-hmm. You need only a thousand people. Go into a football game. How many do they see? Dude, we, realistically speaking, with what we provide, I bet we could become a millionaire just in this little sector we're in in Houston. Oh, Literally. 100%. Literally. Yeah. That's what's crazy, and that's why it's so important to move out of your hometown to really see what else there is. Dude, no, it's crazy because so you need a thousand people. people. Yeah, if yeah, it's crazy. I mean, go to if you just go to an NFL game, you've yeah, there's way more than a thousand in yeah. there. Like, yeah, like, and you only need to sell yeah. a thousand of those people a product that you want to make. Mm-hmm. Now you have thirty-two. Was it thirty-two different NFL teams? There's thirty-two different. Nah, there's not that many. Yeah, really? I think there is. But then you have all the college. Yeah. Like, think about all those stadiums, all the rock stars. Like, yeah. think about how many events they are and look at the stadiums they provide and say, wow, I really only need to sell 1,000. And think about how many people are in the U.S., 372 million. 372 million, you need to sell 1,000 people. Mm-hmm. Yikes. That's what, 0. 0.0032, yeah. 372% or something like that, yeah. or maybe even a little bit less. Crazy. Um, Sorry. Oh, yeah, a lot less than that. That's insane. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so real quick, um, uh, before we move on, so when it comes to success, also this is the last point, is it's not really like an end date type thing. So, like, if you're like, once I get this, I'll be successful, that needs to be out of y'all's head completely um, because it's never going to be that way. And I actually got a question today. They were like, when are you going to be truly satisfied in life? I think satisfaction is really what kills your ambition to do stuff in life. You can always be proud of yourself, but to be satisfied, I think that's 
what can really kill your ambition to actually want more out of life. And I think that's the driving force is to uh, want more out of life. I think, and, and in a way, I think, I think that's you'll what, be satisfied in different areas in your life. Exactly, so you could yeah. like finish your business and you made enough money to just retire. And like, yeah, now you focus on whatever, giving back or whatever you want to do in your life. I mean, there's so much to do in this life. But you could be satisfied in that area. Like, you, okay, I'm satisfied in growing a business. I don't need to anymore. I'm, I'm done. I did it. It sold it. And it's still thriving and going. And now I just want to do my own thing. Um, so you'd be satisfied in that area. But satisfied, you can never be satisfied with life. Mm-hmm. Life just keeps on going. Yeah. And you're not going to just wake up and be like, yeah, I'm satisfied. I'm going to just lay in bed and do nothing for the rest of my life and just be there. Like, yeah. Just be. So also I wanted to circle back real quick about um, getting feedback because that's really important. Mm -hmm. So with me, last drop that I did in January for clothing, everyone that bought it, I reached out to all of them. Mm -hmm. How was the process? You know, um, was it easy? Was it too expensive for you? This and that, this and that. Something I never did with my coaching, bro. Mm -hmm. And now that I learned that when I first started coaching, now I do it. But now that I learned that, Dude, the feedback I got was great. They're like, it's great, but this needs to be included. Dude, it wasn't be, to be able to be shipped in this country. Can you change that? Or like, yo, like the email they sent me was a little weird. Can you change this? Um, or like, can you include PayPal maybe and stuff like that? Like I got loads of feedback. And so now I know my next launch is going to be even better. It's going to ship mm-hmm. to more countries. It's going to be more smooth and stuff like that. And the thing is you really need that feedback to know what you're doing right and wrong. Cause trust me, you really don't know the customer knows you don't. (laughs) And that's actually, so in my check-ins with my clients, I, uh, I now, um, get feedback. I'm like, I started a new check-in process. I'm like, yeah, what do you guys, what do you want included? Like, no, this is perfect. And some of them like, Oh, can you just like go over this minor detail? I'm like, yeah, perfect. And then I just reiterate everything. And now, they feel very like connected with me and then feel like there's a, there's like a relationship and as well as they're, they're going to now tell me more now that they feel connected with me, they're going to tell me what they want differently and what they want help with. Um, and so now they're just like so thankful for everything. So that is one thing I did. And I did, um, I do send off, um, reviews, um, to my past clients. Oh yeah. Um, I did that. I did a couple of them, but I mean, I've only, it's funny. Honestly, I haven't gotten a bad review. Mm. Like, to be honest, I know probably someone just didn't want to say it. Yeah. Um, but I got, like, a lot of great reviews. But I think the best reviews I get for my coaching is I say, hey, I'm going to implement this and let me know what you guys think. And I implement the check-in system where it's, like, videos of me. And they just absolutely love it. It's like, oh, this is awesome. This is so cool. You're like, talking to me. I love it. Um <clears throat> and so when I, I, I just now know what to implement and to do to give them a better service. And then I just ask for their feedback mm-hmm. um, if they like it. So, yeah, I mean, that's, but that is a smart way to reach out to everybody and just, yeah. and if you're scared to get feedback, you know, your product shit. Yep, exactly. I was just going to say that I was scared in the beginning and I finally did it because like, well, wow. not, not a little bit of that, but also like you have to expect your product as a little bit of shit. Like it's not going to be perfect. Um, yeah. but once yeah. you get over that hump of you being like, okay, my product's like pretty terrible, but how do I make it better? You can even lead off with that. Hey, I know whatever I'm selling is new and I know it's new and it may not be the best. How can I make it better? Boom. That takes a lot of stress off yeah. your shoulders. If you're asking for reviews, I think that's a great, yeah. Like, Hey, I'd love to hear your experience. Um, you know, how was everything going through? I know, you know, we're still really just trying to fine tune and make everything as 
awesome as it could be. So if you had a bad experience, I'm apo- I apologize about that. Let me know what you we could do next time to make your experience even better. Yep. Boom. And then you're like, and the thing is, they, they this happened. Like this happens at every company too, even the doctor's office. Literally, there are surveys that go out, hey, thank you for coming to our place today, blah, blah, blah. How can you make the experience better? This isn't just like something that's been out for a little while. If you actually open your eyes, this is at every business. This is at the fucking candy store. Like, this is everywhere, mm-hmm. you know? Um, reviews are very, very important because not everyone's going to answer, but the reviews you do get back on, it's mm-hmm. very, And if very you come important. across as like you wanting to make the program even better and their experience better... The likely chance of them buying back from you to yep. ex- want that experience is going to be very, very high, as well as they know you're a business that isn't just happy with how it's running. Mm-hmm. You, they know you're a business that's, like, really trying to thrive and grow and, like, make a bunch of changes yep. um, and become the best of the best because they, now they just show – it just shows that you care, mm-hmm. like, about everything, not yep. just care about the money. Yep. That's where business fails. If you care about the money, you're going to lose. Yep. Um, that's why, yeah, I mean – but, I mean, we can kind of go back into, like, how fast it takes to become successful. I, I, was just, done, I was done with talking about that. I mean, I think we covered everything. Yeah. I think so. Um, I'm good to wrap it up. We didn't really have much to talk about this week. We'll have, we'll have a little bit more to talk about we'll next do, week, we I like think. good 40 minutes. Yeah. We, we usually keep it 40 minutes. 40 to 45 minutes. We don't want to go to much longer than that because I got calls to get to, too. That and... <laughs> Well, you gotta, yeah. go, you gotta go to the gym, but um, yeah, guys, thanks for watching. Share this with your best friend, um, and we will see y'all next week on the tripod. Peace.